Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Saints. Hello, you miserable bastards, and welcome to another in a series of There's No Actual Football to Talk About, Misery Hunters podcasts. I am Mark Jardin. Jamie Coburn is not here. He's away punting sour beers to people with beards. But uh, I'm joined by Sam Smith. Hello. And in a, frankly, stunning dressing gown. Ross Davis. <laughs> Hello. There's a there's a question to start us off. House coat or dressing gown? Dressing gown all day dressing long. Dressing gown, not Correct. Correct. Just a, if any of the rest of the normal panel are listening to this, if any of you would have said house coat, consider that don't, your first warning. I don't come back on. Yeah. Unacceptable. So, uh, yeah. You boys doing all right? Having a nice week? Bye. Nice. Very warm and comfortable in my M&S dressing gown. I'm currently, wrapped, uh, <laughs> I'm currently wrapped in a wee Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer fur blanket. So No, it's nice. not actually Rudolph's real fur, but it's... Rudolph's not real, so... No, Rudolph isn't real. One of the guys on this side laying near Shuttle Street told me it was, though, when he tried to lure him in at the back of his van. I don't know if you can be asked. Eh... Uh, yeah, no football to talk about. Bacchus is out the World Cup. He's back in Paisley. For so, three weeks. For three weeks before he gets signed by Millwall or something for 400 grand and a 4% sell-on. I think there's a big reason why Millwall wouldn't sign him. And I don't really need to go into it, but uh, <laughs> there's one, uh, one thing that might stop him signing there. Yeah, they prefer the Australians to more of the Tim Cahill variety. <laughs> Occasionally a Mark Bosnich, but not a Keanu Bacchus. Um So I to keep us going, to keep us interested, we threw the question, the request out for questions. We've got the mailbag and you delivered. We've got a 
a very bulky bag here to, to pull some questions from. And so without further ado, we'll go straight in. First up, it's Eden off the Discord. One of maybe nine questions, I think, the, the young man's entered into the mailbag this week, and that's a consistency that I love to see. He says, you all get handed putters, and it's a fight for you to knock each other out. Who is the last man standing? I think it's Ross. Me? Um, no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, uh, I don't I mind saying Ross that. Would, I think Ross would kill me with a putter. Absolutely. Kill you with my two fists, pal. For <laughs> the rest of us, this is a hypothetical, and for Ross, this is nostalgia. It would never be the first club I'd pick, but probably pick like a, a nine iron if I was to have my, my own choice. Yeah, something about sharper. £10 Donny driver from Sports Direct. <laughs> I think my dad had Donny clubs. <laughs> you never hey. used to see like VJ Singer, Tiger Woods rocking up the rocking up the fairway with Donny clubs. No. I bag of Donny balls as well. £10 aye. for 100 mixed yellow and white golf balls. Aye, lake balls. Yeah. Once they have been picked out of ponds. Superb. I think they were, they were the best. I think Jamie's knocked out first. Ah, oh, yeah, 100%. And I don't know if that's tactics. I don't know if that's us doubling up and saying, let's go methodically and gang up on people. Or if it's a free-for-all, but I just think he's going first. And then me, ah. I'm, I'm shortly after. Ah, it's and like a, a tag team meeting up in the Royal Rumble. You kind of team up and get rid of everybody and then the two left just fight to the death. Right? I, I think, think Craig would be quite handy with a pop. Yeah. It's Ross Aye. and Craig left at the end. Aye, 100%. I don't really fancy my chances against Craig, to be honest. I think he's got that kind of devil eye in him that he ain't <laughs> stopping until... Baldy anger. Aye. Yeah. There is a, I think there is a question later on about a, a Royal Rumble, and to be honest, we're kind of answering it <laughs> as we go. Anyway, my answer's not going to change. Uh, Jamie, Jamie and Andrew, I'll just be like, Putting beard oil on or something like that, and just yeah. come on, guys, let's not let's not fight. So have you tried my new sour beer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm Andrew. I, I market things for a living, and I'm quite yeah. sharp with the writing the old copy. Here's a yeah. putter for you, Andrew, right around your forehead. <laughs> have you read my new BBC column? <laughs> Give me five minutes, Andrew. I'm trying to kill my pal with a putter here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm saying that as a uh, compliance within the palliative care sector is uh, <laughs> traditionally a breeding ground for harlots. <laughs> uh, it's not really something I get taught when I started in procurement, uh, how to use a putter. can buy mm. putters. I could buy putters for the fight. I can buy and sell them. I promote. Uh, get them at best value. But... Yeah, so uh, well done, Ross. We probably Thanks. don't even need to do it now. We can just consider you the winner. <laughs> so that's fine. Yeah. After, uh, after that start, we've got a an almost serious question from Kevo Maximo on Twitter. After the success of Bacchus and Strain from Down Under and Dorman from the MLS a few years back, it's more, more than a few years, Kev, but fair enough. Are these two areas we should be investing scouting in to find the next superstar? We've got links to Australia through partnerships. Should we be doing something similar in the States? It's a I, fair point. I think that's a good shout. And I think America are a team that are only really getting better at every level. Like, fair enough, the MLS, Johnny Russell is still probably like one of the best players in that league, which is a bit already. But I think aside for that, like their national teams obviously got players playing in like really good teams that you look across their, their side. They've got guys playing the Premier League, guys playing for Bayern Munich, Chelsea. Like, 
they're obviously a good standard. Juventus as well. But I have a do it. Like there's no really any harm in linking up with some like I don't know I don't know what the tiers are like. Is it like the NSL, the NASL? Mm. Uh, yeah, the NASL. It's like this second and third tier with like the Carolina Railhawks playing shit like that. Aye. Get aligned with one of them. I think Rangers are uh, Rangers are aligned as Orange County. Yeah. Obviously, as surprisingly, County, but... <laughs> the um, no, it's no no question. It's a no brainer, really. Eh? You you kind of tap into markets um, <clears throat> where you can, and Australian markets uh, done ourselves and a few others in the Premiership. Well, so it's one of those ones that if you can open up a, a relationship early doors and and get talented players for there before anyone else can, then you need to try and do it. I think the club are pretty sharp at these things these days, you know. Um, trying to do that, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something in the background that we're trying to open up new markets, um, with the States being one of them. So <clears throat> it's a no-brainer for me. I think on, on a lot of these things, it's, it's kind of who you know. Isn't it with Bacchus, it's because Craig Moore's is... His agent Craig Moore's knows Scotland, knows obviously knows how Bacchus's talents were going to transfer into playing in the league, and he's he's gone after it, and we've been the ones that have have stepped up and taken the the chance. I, I think Australia's a really interesting case as a market just now because I think it is going to be players like Bacchus, and obviously um, Behich is a bit older, but others like you know like Rose and <laughs> excuse me Atkinson. Devlin, who are, who are a bit younger, who are coming to the end of contracts in the league and you can move on for free. You're not having to pay a, a fee for guys at that kind of age and the Scottish top flight can compete at that point in wages. I think the MLS is a funny one because the, the wages in general are just are only going up by the time guys get to to this kind of age. It's, it's maybe a slightly harder sell to, to, to get Americans to drop that and, and to come over here, whereas Australia, it's the right time. Just now, and, and that will probably change, you know, another couple of years of this generation of Australian players doing well and spreading out further. Maybe the maybe the money will change again and we'll have to move on. Like Canada is one that I'm surprised that we're not seeing more. Obviously, County have signed a couple of boys from... Um, from they, they signed that guy who, who vlogged his games and missed yeah. a sitter. He vlogged <laughs> his own sitter, which was really funny. <laughs> Absolutely hero. Like, we missed for about three inches out or something. Uh, and then he had to do it. He'd done a vlog, like one of the like, short reaction faces in big red writing. <laughs> Damn it, I missed a shot. But I think that's the kind of market where a game, you know, their league is growing in stature. I think all the teams are now professional. Their national team's stepping up, so that kind of gets more opportunities, more funding. That kind of thing, I'd imagine we're going to be all over. These countries that can now get visas much more easily. Mm-hmm. Because of Brexit, which I've always said is a good thing, um, you know. Now that that's now that what, that's getting in, visas easier or Brexit. Brexit. All right. I just wanted to take back control. So, I, I just and you can thank me for it later. You know, if if I hadn't campaigned for Brexit as violently as I did, we'd never have signed <laughs> back. So we'd never have got his visa. So, um, but yeah, I, I think. You've got to trust that Martin Martin foils all over that kind of thing. I think he's Robinson signings at um at Motherwell. You know, there was a lot of them in three, three and a half years. And it was a you know, a really wide net that was cast. It wasn't just guys, you know, floating about the fifth tier in England and whatever uh, else. It was he, it was a real mix. But he signed like forty six players and forty three of them were 
wingers that couldn't control the ball. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. And he's only seen one of them for us so far. So, you know, there's. Hey, that's harsh. We only seen him in three games against lower league opposition that he didn't look good enough in. So, yeah. Well, uh, we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> it makes a change from Goodwin just scouting in the League of Ireland. So, or his or his pals' contacts, or who Grant yeah. McCann can send up the road. <laughs> so uh, I I think um, we should be looking at it. I, I don't know if. I feel a bit like the grief thing's going to just be lightning in a bottle. Mm. It was just, it's not luck, but I don't think I we saved that partnership because Grieve was there. And I don't think there was necessarily anyone else in that team who's going to come in and make an immediate impact in a, no. in a professional a professional league. But in principle, I'm all for it, spreading out far and wide and making more connections and, and try to do things that way. There's no harm bring in it. Bring them in, like we grieve, like bring them in and trial, see what they're like. Yeah, if they wouldn't get a game for my Sunday team, then send them back up the road. Like, remember uh, that Stenhouse Muir friendly where we were really struggling for numbers and Goodwin's Lud- first Ludwig, Ludwig Francelet playing at centre back who yeah. went signed for Newcastle and was dogmuck. Um, I don't know what the big man's doing there. I'd imagine he's uh, six foot nine. I'd imagine he's playing for uh, like Sari Redstar in the P and D fourth division there, but. <laughs> Six foot nine, centre half with the first touch of Dylan Connolly. <laughs> Absolutely know, uh, there's going to be some some misses, but I think uh, Greaves quite a unique one. I think you pull him for public park football in New Zealand, and he turned out all right. But Judy's out for me. I think he's just a fucking foreign Danny Mullen. To be honest, I don't think he's uh, he's uh, a glorious a striker as some guys seem to pin it on. But um, I'd much. Prefer us giving a guy like that a chance and signing them than signing guys like <clears throat> Danny Mullen again, for example. Or I know Nicky Clark's turned out to be reasonable for St Johnson, but these guys that do the rounds, I much prefer yeah. taking a chance on a guy like Grieve at minimal cost. Turns out to be a reasonable squad filler, you know. I think the more we do that, you get guys on kind of affordable wages, and you can sign two players where you might otherwise have to yeah, sign for sure one, in, and you only have to have a fifty percent hit rate. Um, so yeah, I think it's a good point to to raise, and I think it's something I'm I'm sure we are already looking into considerably more with the whole kind of visa change in the last the last year or or so. Mm-hmm. I'd be amazed if we didn't see more players. You know, maybe not January, but um, you know, kind of as we come into the summer again, I'm sure we're already asking the question for um for some similar guys. I, there was a I think the Twitter account was Aussie Scout or something similar. Um, I liked it earlier on. I'll maybe go out and, and retweet it. Um, and it was a guy just talking about the number of players who'd kind of had their break in the A-League and had moved on in this World Cup squad and how different the team looked and what the next World Cup squad for Australia might look like. And he had like 10, 12 uh, A-League players that were all kind of just under the radar just now. And so it was really interesting. You, you can see these guys all rocking up in Scotland and trying to get a move to England within the next Ah, uh, Definitely. I think it, even clubs like ourselves to, to try to set up that network, they'll be wanting to come here obviously they know they can cut it in Scottish Premiership for a couple of years run their deal down and then more English clubs will be looking at them knowing that they can cut it up here it's not that much of a risk to take them right away from Australia so it's a good kind of middle ground for us gaining players like that and then the players themselves getting a big move so it makes sense and I might be making up I'm sure Australia doing quite well at the World Cup pushes them up the world rankings and then I think that makes it easier to get the work permit on that front as well yeah yeah so um yeah, long may it continue. 
Uh, next question is from Spain Saint on the Discord. Um, it's Jamie Scott. Is it? Mm-hmm. Scott. Yes. Hi Scott, thanks for adding me on Facebook as well Scott, I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, and also fair play for owning up to just stealing your question from somebody else, I'm a big fan of that. If uh, if you could travel back in time and stop one player from scoring one goal in history, where are you going? Straight to Hamden and stop uh, Kenny Miller scoring that goal against nine of our men. Uh, was that Herberwank and John Potter that we had at centre-back that let yeah, him I, run through high. That was really good. I would, uh, I would uh, choose for a family member to pass on if I could uh, <laughs> go back in time and change that. That's a horrendous goal. Aye, that was shite. Would I we have got 2013 if we'd won that? See, that's, that's the... In principle, aye. But there is a bit of sense to the whole, you know, you have to go through the rain to get the rainbow type thing. And if we'd not done that, we maybe wouldn't have got 2013 and 2000. I wasn't there in 2010 and I was in 2013. So if you're changing that round, I might not mm. have got to see my one. So True, true. That is the only really bad goal I can like properly think about that I wish never happened. If we're going for like international, it would need to be Harry Kane's. Uh, against us, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would maybe, if we're not counting Miller, which I think is a good shout mark. I mean, 2013 is the we got our the, day, the day we all remember. Yeah, I think yeah. taking it back would be Nakamura scoring that free kick at Love yeah. Shoot when he dived. Gary Mason, correct. And then Aye. Gary Hooper scored a really late equaliser around that time as well. Aye, front of the uh, family stand full of Celtic fans, and I lost my nut. Aye. No, it was the away end that was full of the uh, thingy. Full of them, but they weren't just jumbled in the last minute. I know the one they won each, mm-hmm. I think it was like Paddy McCourt or Maloney skint three or four. Yeah, McCourt, I think. And then Samson done a, I think he spilled it as <laughs> as he usually does. And then Herbawank, Potter, and fucking <laughs> David Van Zandt, they're all cheering it basically, getting in the net at that point. Yeah, yeah. my, my ex boss, good guy, Chris, but a, a massive Timothy. And, uh, he uh, used to love pointing out any time that uh, Paddy McCourt compilation did the rounds. Someone ran it three times. <laughs> it's the worst, best goal I've ever seen. Yeah. Because really it doesn't take much to skin Gary Brady, who had one lung, Gary Mason, who wasn't very good, Chris Innes, who was 90, and I think he went past Potter as well, so it wasn't really that good. Like Gary Brady has to put his cigar out in order to, <laughs> in order to track back. Uh, I had uh, I had Nakamura's free kick there. Also, I can't remember which no mark it was, but that Aki's equaliser under Goodwin that stopped the top six. Ah, uh, just about to say uh, that. But then again, <clears throat> would we be would we have Robinson now, or would Goodwin still be? Would we have Goodwin, guys like Bacchus in the team? If uh, yeah. you know, Goodwin would have got a job off the back of that. Yeah, or and true. we'd probably have already been sacked. But where would that have left us in terms of recruitment? We wouldn't Fuck. have got Robinson because nah, of the timing no. of it, because Robinson wasn't that long away at that point, was he? Was, no, he, he was still at Motherwell. Was he still at Motherwell? No, so I mean, not... been, Alexander would have been. Uh, it was just before he got the job, so he'd, just been, he'd have just been sat, or wasn't he long left by that point? Eh? So maybe maybe we would have. Maybe that's the <clears> stumbled <throat> on it. Uh, some of the older guard, guard listening would think that, um, or would come out with the Hammerby goal or goals Aye. is the yeah. ones that they, they wouldn't wish didn't happen I think 
wasn't uh, around to see that, but I think that's spoken about just as much as a Kenny Miller nine man. I think that devastated yeah. a, fair, a fair portion of the support. Um, so I would say that even Scott, who asked the question, would probably pick that one because, by all accounts, it was a pretty horrendous night for the Saints. Yeah, for the Saints, that's definitely one to be to be turned around. But as someone who you know wasn't about to see that, mm-hmm. and it's before my time. My only kind of interaction with that goal is how annoyed it makes some people, and some ah, of those probably, people I really like funny. seeing them annoyed on the forums and uh-huh. people just shedding a silent tear if you mention it on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know if I want to lose that. I wonder it's, if the that, it's the ones that put it in. It's the same folk that say like Motherwell or Dim D or see when they put Morton <laughs> in the asterisks or they write Hammerby and put just fucking write it, mate. Just write Hammerby. I mean, it's no. I wonder if you, if you were to ask like all of the support, this would have looked different ones. Like if you were to ask like I don't know, like fucking Lex, who would have said like the goal that won Jim Goodwin's last game because we would have maybe kept him or something like that. Like just aye, there's I've some fucking weird people in the support that would probably pick different goals. People that hold grudges against teams like fucking Inverness for no reason. Well, well there's a question later on about teams you hold grudges against for no reason, so... Oh, yeah, I'll, have my, <laughs> I'll have my piece at that. <laughs> the, next, uh, the next question comes from our very own Craig Devine. He says, what does each member of the panel consider to be the MVP of Christmas dinner? Now, here's a question I can get behind. It's not Big, turkey. Thanks for me. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I think that's fair, Russ. They are they are the star of the show. Absolutely. Uh, Cl- closely uh, followed by roasties. I was going to say roast potatoes. Yeah. Pigs and blankets are like the Adele Tarabd of Christmas dinner. They do no heavy lifting whatsoever, but it's the reason you're there. I'll just, it's, it's why you pay uh, your entrance money. Absolutely. And then recently, in the recent years, I've started to do... Or I don't know if they've started, but I've just started noticing them. Uh, chorizo pigs and blankets. Yes. Up yes. Another level of. Do you know what? I'll genius. actually, I'll actually hit in with another one that I really like stuffing. Yeah, yeah. big fan. Good no stuffing. Yep. I would have stuffing and uh, everything. Really? I would have pieces and stuffing. Uh, it's that good. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had pieces and stuff for a couple of years ago. <laughs> My uh, favourite bit of cuisine there. Uh, <laughs> my favourite bit of Christmas dinner and any meal in which it appears is mashed potato. Good, mashed good. good buttery mashed potato. I, I'm an oddball just... with mashed potato. I like lumpy mash. Yeah, same, same. Uh, none yes. of this potato, like none of this potato rice or bollocks. No, straight in lumpy, lumpy. mash. Yeah. We tu- we De- touch of vinegar. Day old lumpy <laughs> mashed potato as well. My <laughs> exceptional. Oh, that's that's what you want. And it. A bit of a dark horse that I've been turned on to in, in recent years, having always been pretty ignorant. Bread sauce. Never tried it. No, me either. Oh, see, Never. No, see, it's specifically with Christmas dinner, where you've got dry turkey, you know, maybe some dry ham kicking about there. There's, there's roasties. You're, you're mixing five or six foods at a time. See, just as like lubrication as much as anything else. Just <laughs> helping it, helping it go. It is superb. Uh, I, I urge um, you to try it this year get it mixed in I'm not saying drink it oh. on its own that's nonsense but as an accompaniment it is See, so that's good where, that's where gravy comes in for me 
Ah, gravy's the best. I can yeah. drink pints of gravy. Oh, pints of gravy and pieces and stuff. <laughs> no, I, I, I would, if somebody was to say to me, would you rather a pint of lager or a pint of gravy? I'd have a pint of gravy every day. I'm sure so that should be You know as well as I do, Sam, in the lounge deal, some of the pints do taste like pints of gravy. Well, I, I, some, of them, some of them are coming like gravy. <laughs> it feels like that should be a Scottish government health board advert about cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> more sandwiches and stuff and are eating in Glasgow postcodes than the rest of Europe put together wait to, wait to have a piece and stuff in like Christmas time when I send that to your group chat I'll actually Please post do. it on Twitter for everybody to see yeah. post on Twitter but put that thing on it where you flag it as containing nudity <laughs> <laughs> uh, butter or no butter oh butter but in fact probably that much butter on it that it looks like you've put a block of cheese on it Correct. You should leave teeth marks on butter on sandwiches like that. That's that's mandatory. My um, my I alternate Christmases from my mum and dad's in Paisley, and then at my at my in-laws down here in in sunny North Ayrshire, and uh, they don't do turkey at Christmas. None of them are. It's a smaller family, and just none of them are that bothered about it. So my mum makes turkey because there's fifteen at my mum's house. And it's Christmas, so that's what you do. Whereas there's like quite often like four or five mm-hmm. at my at my in laws, and they're just not that bothered. So like, why are we making turkey for for no one's benefit? So they have like braised steak and stuff. Um, but their way to get the festive stuff in is um, my soon to be mother in law makes um kind of fried off sprouts with bacon, lard ones, and cashews through it. Fucking no interesting. Really? Then oh, unreal. Mm. So good. Your farts would be toxic after uh, that. They are they? anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Boxing Day boxing farts are this year. They, up there. You're going warfare. down the, the Chinese route this year. Aye. You got nobody, a lot of people though. Nobody can Kung be bored. Aye. <laughs> Kung Post sprouts. Salt and chili sprouts. Um, so it's a new one for me. It's normally, I don't like turkey, so it's usually steak I have it. Where's that for the Happy Valley? Get that rough. No, we're going to go to Daniel's Hot Walk, the greatest Chinese in, in the PA postcode. It's all right. Daniel's, uh, Daniel's is all right. Surely he's got the Happy Valley for Christmas. No, I don't think Some so. Some people will. And the not so Happy Valley. That's, that's a bad Chinese. Feels like it could be an advert with a slow piano song on it. <laughs> Some people in Scotland will be going to Happy Valley for their Christmas dinner. <laughs> For just, for just £5, you can buy them spring rolls. We've got that one in Foxbar Road that seems to have nobody in it. Fuck it's off. Always home. Unbelievable. Is it? The walk-in's good, man. It's one of those places always open, but I never see anyone come out of it or go into it. The same me guy, the same me angry baldy guy who's worked behind the counter there for all of my life, and he's not <laughs> aged one bit. He just looks the same as he did like 21 years ago work, when I first went. seven but... days a week. Yeah, he just well, I think he delivers every single thing, collects every single thing they need. Like yeah, he's a man, he is the walk in. I might give that a give that a bash on Christmas Day then keep it in the Fox Bar loop. I mean not being a Fox Bar boy, I don't know that I've ever had a Happy Valley. Chinese. I was, no, up there, I was up there at one point, but it used to be uh, good, but it's uh, uh, it's a bit more of a hazard now. I'm more of a kind of town centre. Chinese, so you know, maybe Rainbow Garden or Quang Rainbow Garden's good. Oh, yeah. Good shout for Quite. Crystal Garden as well. Crystal Garden's all right. Aye, 
Quantung's good if you've won the lottery that week. But uh... <laughs> big fan of uh, Capital and Barhead as well. I don't know if any of you have ventured out that far. No, that, there's that a Capital and Paisley. That's good. Right. Next to Tea Gardens, that's good. That's a Capital, I'm sure. I refuse to eat next to the tea gardens out of principle. <laughs> I won't eat a Chinese that's is bought within ten paces of a Rangers supporters bus, but it's equidistant, equidistant for the welly, which is a selic <laughs> shop, so it's really kind of two reasons not to get <laughs> I know. Yes, the orange chicken flies out the door apparently. <laughs> Whereas the, the fish, the fish and the <laughs> the big fish sales on a Friday. <laughs> Right, let's move on. Come on. <laughs> anyway, uh, next up, Rosie Smith on Twitter. Can you ask Sam when he's going to start paying me back for all the pies I've been buying him this season? Uh, don't go into too much detail. Just you wait, pal. Trust me, just you wait. <laughs> and that's that one dealt with. Artist Chris on the Discord. If you were to win the Euro Millions, what non playing squad alterations would you make at the club? What are you changing? Fill in the corners. Or knock down the away end and make it bigger. I would yeah. do similar, but I would also make the stand steeper. So like a time castle type idea. Smaller, obviously, but closer to the pitch, steeper. I think it make fill in the corners, give the, the North Bank their own section. Standing section and... Uh, Try to build a pub at the ground that is inclusive to all. And let people in when they roof. want to when they want to come in for a pint. And that was a phenomenal dig there. Uh, and uh, big fan of that. Have a maybe even a supporters club. Build a supporters club. What we used to have in Knox Street, and uh, have it open. Let people visit it. Let away fans visit it. Uh, it's free to get in, also, which is a major point. And it was dead. Uh, it's dead trendy now because of mm-hmm. the, the documentary, but having gone down to Wrexham for that Tunnock's Caramel Wafer trophy um, game, they've got two pubs in their stadium. Aye. You go through the gates and then there's two different pubs. Aye. And they're both good pubs. They're not like we, they're not like the Naya Roo. They're not we horrible <laughs> flat roof numbers. They're like... <laughs> uh, the one the one that we were all in at the beginning, it reminded me of the Craig Do a wee bit. It was quite, yeah, yeah. you know, it was not like a... Do you say, like a, a scumbag scheme pub it was a right smart boozer yeah and the other one at the far end next to where the club shop and stuff is Aye. is like under the terrace and uh, you can then take if provided you've got it in a plastic container you can then take your drink out because mm. the tunnel on the way up to the ground is just full of empty Heineken's <laughs> so it is all the way up where guys have um, absolutely skittered it so there's so much Aye, more we could we could do on that front I just think that, that I've always thought the I don't know how much it would cost, but I always thought it was about a gold mine that see the, the kind of patch of grass you would walk from the stadium back into town before you mm-hmm. reach the kind of key store or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Some if somebody built a pub there, no, there and opened it in match days only, you'd make a fortune. You know? The amount of away fans that have a bevy there on a Saturday ah, afternoon. Anyway, they just stop on the grass and and huh. tan a dog or whatever. Like the argument is, you're taking stuff away for the town, but I mean, match days only. I mean, really, what effect are you, are you taking the hill on? There's no pub. There's no pubs near. Like, I mean, they are near. They're a ten minute walk away, but yeah. nobody wants to walk ten minutes in the pushing rain. 
Look, no. I mean, you see it, it not just Wrexham. I mean, you go down to Livingston, you can get a beer. Kelly's a good one. You go over to the hotel and there's a bar in the main stand. A few other ones uh, probably that I'm missing out on. It's as it an option. It's, it's, it's something we should have looked at or at least explored before now, you know. I don't, um, if only we knew someone who was involved in the kind of beer industry, but, you know, Spurs have got a Beavertown brewery under one of their stands now. Mm-hmm. That's no. right. Someone, licensed lager. Well, if buddy's it's lager. Buddy's lager, I think I'll stick to Bovro, I think, mate. <laughs> Alcohol to Bovro? Why is, why is no one done that yet? I've had my fair share of them, and they? <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, the, the same uh, the same Celtic fan I was talking about earlier on with the Paddy McCourt videos told me about, uh, I think it was even, I think it was hours actually, in the way end, hours when they were getting the two stands, because it was in the family stand, and uh, he was in with Celtic fans there, and, uh, on, and it was like a, a game kind of around, it was, it was certainly in winter, and uh, they got talking to the folk around them, and there was a German guy behind them, a St Pauli fan, it was just over. It was just like I just thought I'd come to a game. So they were all like his best pal, obviously. And he was like, So what geez normally they like do at the games and drink at the games? And they were like, All right, we'll get this guy a, a swally. And he get handed a, I'm sure I'm sure the story was that it was a Bovro with Jack Daniels in it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> they, they were all t- <laughs> and they all ended up absolutely bloody. How uh, what a coincidence is Sabali found fans over for the weekend and just happens to go to a Celtic game. Eh? Just happened yeah. to get tickets for a Celtic uh-huh. away game. Friends yeah. across the water. That's it. Um, I, we're, we're kind of edging into into another question from the Facebook, from from Josh McGinnis, but not that Josh McGinnis, um, who'd said about the, the decimation of Fergusley Park, you know, the amount of flat ground around the ground and and what what's to be done with it. I mean, am I right in saying does the club own a fair amount of that ground? I'm not sure, to be honest. Did they know on that bit behind the dome? Like, uh-huh. I, 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 I don't know. Under- no, uh-huh. let's see. I, I think there's a bit like just in front of that, like directly behind the dome, there's a bit of like, a fenced off bit in between the two entrances to the car park. I don't mm-hmm. understand like what the fuck that's for. That actually, I think, was a vegetable garden not that long ago. <laughs> that I don't yeah. know if the club had like, rented it out to somebody to use, but. Like now that the domes obviously know there, there's a chance to maybe expand. I don't know that I'd like to see them put in like more like outdoor, like five or side pitches or something, maybe because mm-hmm. you make a fortune off it. Like if you've got an actual decent alternative to like the pits and pro life and you charge decent rates, you'll make, you'll make a lot of money off it with teams like training there or groups of folk playing. You probably make more money off of that than you would the dome anyway. Aye, they, definitely. Should put, um, they should put a helipad in. So that the kibble spending our money <clears throat> got a place to park their helicopter for the games that's closer uh, than the get, airport. That's how we get to games with my commentary. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, for example, currently when I'm getting picked up by the guys from the kibble in, in their helicopter, we have to go to Glasgow Airport and then get a taxi back at the charity's expense, which is ultimately our expense, which is inconvenient. The, the taxi from the airport takes almost as long as the, the helicopter ride from Ayrshire. And I've had enough of it, to be honest. So a helipad would be a step in the right direction. Very good shout. There's plenty we could do, though. Like, there's hunters that we could do with that, like, spare ground that isn't really for... It's for the people at the club to to be discussing. Like, 
ideas that they should be putting in there. I think obviously there was the big thing about the the sports village years ago that we were obviously supposed to be tapping into and having party of it. See, how haven't we? Were we supposed to have a training complex there within this like whole? That was the talk for a long, thing. long time. Yeah, like I, there's so much spare ground in Fiji that could get put to good use. Uh, it should, shouldn't it really just be the club that are having to do it? Obviously, the club have a big, a big like say in the local area, but it's like a lot of opportunities for business. As Ross says, like have a pub near the ground. That there's plenty of space there. Why do the club not maybe look at opening a opening a sort of Bar supporters club have it in that bit where the dome was because it's, it's an ideal location. It's right next to the away ground. You'd get you'd make an absolute fortune Aye. if you opened that at say eleven o'clock. Started showing the twelve o'clock games. Keep it open for a couple of hours after the game as well. It's, it's a, a, a bit of a mental revenue stream that exactly. we don't tap into. And it's like uh, a full uh, gym in there as well. You know, like Aye. you know, like a pure gym or or or, or similar, and then Aye. get the club. You know, like access to it as well. Like folk would go daft over getting ah, the chance yeah, to do that right next to the stadium. Exactly. I mean, go and to work out where the players go, and people would buy into that. Nae bother, you know. Like, I think even St. One of the whole town's got a duty um, to regenerate that area. Uh, St. One are obviously located within it, and it's um, the kind of state of the area. Noted down, noted talk it down or anything like that but it's obviously quite an underprivileged area and things like that it, it needs regenerated it needs facilities there for kids growing up there people there in general to use um, better quality of life and just a number of things you know regenerate the town the club should uh, and could be part of that and uh, I'm hoping there's discussions with the council and other factors to, to figure something out because it's, it'd be a sorry state just to have a flat Area of the town with just the stadium in it. There's far, there's, I mean, even commercially, it's right next door to the airport. Uh, your hotels, your, I mean, there's a whole number of factors there that I would like to think someone somewhere has considered. That consortium that um, David Thompson was involved in that we're getting spoken about about the club way back when, um, was it guys from the Midlands? Mm-hmm. They were they were they not after the ground more so than the the club was that not the talk at the time I think so. that they I think they wanted so. um you know private car parks and shuttle services for the mm-hmm. for the airport we don't even we don't even do that we like the we don't even do that with like the car park our car park's fucking enormous like it doesn't mm-hmm. fit all the cars mm-hmm. that we get on a Saturday yeah you've got to imagine the the council would love to a have the land that say, say for talking sake, I'm not saying get rid of it, right? But the the land that the lagoon sits on mm-hmm. is like absolute prime town centre. You know, the, the the cost per square foot of that or whatever that they could get for that if they wanted. And then stick something slightly out of the town on a massive bare bit of ground where there's there's easy access to it from like four or five different directions because you have to have that for the for the, the stadium anyway. You've got overflow with the clubs. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Like, it should be a complex know? of some yeah. description, whether it's a, a Paisley sports complex that encompasses the stadium, or at plus hotel facilities and a can cinema or whatever. <clears throat> it needs to be regenerated that, that part of the town, as you say. It's it's, it's right off the motorway as well. It's, <laughs> it's really an attractive proposition for for building something on it. Ninety percent, it will probably go to housing, but. You would like to think yeah. we'd retain some part of it and, and 
give the people that are eventually going to buy houses there something to do or something something decent to mm. to look at. Fiji wasn't always what us, you know, like what people of our kind of generations know Fiji as. I mean, my 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 grandma would have been a hundred or so this this year or next year, I think. And she lived in Ferguson when she was very, very young, and that was the up-and-coming bit of the town around then. I mean, I know you're talking like 40 years before, you know, Linwood collapsed and all the rest of it, and, and that's when it all kind of started to, to drop. But, you know, Ferguson was as much a kind of glowing part of the town as anywhere else for a long, long time. And I think I think you're right, Ross, when you're talking about like a, a bit of a duty for the rest of the town, it's, it's incumbent on everyone that's getting interested in Paisley growing again and kind of developing things that you develop all parts of the town it's not just about you know sticking another nice Italian restaurant in the centre of the, the town or mm-hmm. you know getting an extra car park for the lagoon or something it's what can you do with land that you've already got to help bring up the full the full town um, yeah, I'd be disappointed yeah. if we weren't still looking at stuff yeah they've got a duty of care as you say to, to care for the town and care for the people within the town and give them things to do and, and make the town prosper so it's in a huge patch of land I mean you're not just talking about one street getting knocked down I mean there's a lot of derelict land there already and yeah. then it's going to be even more so there needs to be something in place yeah. it just makes the place look terrible it's it, derelict out with a, a stadium that's it's not really that good you know I mean I, I can't put it any more simply than this is our town this is our team. Biggie <laughs> you know, fucking young team. <laughs> just need to take that a bit more seriously, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know the all the marketing bullshit that you hear every now and again about this is our town, this is our team, then well you get the finger out and put something together and uh, work with the relative people and get something sorted. Absolutely. From one serious question into another, Eden on Discord. Mark steals your dog and you all got to do a Keanu Reeves style reclaiming. Who does it best? I don't know what that means. Me either. I think it means that Ross kicks my head in and steals <laughs> his dog back. I would no, I would never do that to you, Mark. I've got the methodical I could do that. I'd, I'd be very good at finding a cold blooded killer if you get those Arminsky eyes. Uh, so maybe a Liam Neeson type taken. I think that's actually my yeah. pivot means I. It's John Wick, isn't it? It's. I don't know what John Wick is. Can you leave somebody's dog gets stolen and then he kills nah, like four hundred people? I'm with Sam here. I don't. I don't know who's John Wick is. It's the so, thinking sorry. man's taken. Oh right, right. Ah, so it's shite as well then. Fuck off. Steady on. Steady on. <laughs> the first taken's a great film. The second taken is not. Yeah, the other and two were taking the piss. <laughs> that's that's great banter. That. Is. When is it you're joining the Two Shots and a Pint podcast? So? <laughs> I was actually just finished recording with them in the stadium the other day. Just that we need to stick there. Because they've got to do it in the stadium and we are still waiting on an email back. From the club. <laughs> Hi, James. <laughs> uh, Jamie's da. <laughs> Royal Rumble. Already answered it. Move on. Maybe my favourite question of the, the entire lot. Bob McKee on Facebook. And I'm going to read this in the manner in which I think it was typed. When will the long-awaited away shirts be available for collection? That, that reminds me, actually, I've got a box full of them to post it before Christmas, and I keep forgetting. 
the kibble dropped my thirty round the other day. Um, so I just need to decide who they're going to. In fact, Actually, that reminds me. Remember, it seen next season shut. Did you get sent next season shut? Mine's a bit yeah. tight, but it looks it's cracking. Yeah, yeah it's neat. <laughs> um, I'm not sure I about the fucking red sash, but it'll grow on me. I think. <laughs> I, I don't... Why are you asking us that, Bob? Come on the fuck, man. I know we <laughs> run the club, but... I don't, I deliberately run, didn't, we, don't uh, run the, we don't run the Submon Direct part of it. I deliberately didn't mention it to now so that he's had to listen to the full podcast before we told him <laughs> that we don't actually work for the sh- club shop. Uh, and but, uh, also, actually, I think, yeah, I think they've, been, yeah, they've been getting delivered all week, so hopefully you've got... I actually shop. want another one. I think I'm going to try and buy another one. Because... Yeah, I might buy a second one. Yours might be in that box that I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I might buy another one because uh, I really want to ruin the one I've currently got with a Yunga and seven on the back of it. So. <laughs> Bold move. I need to get Aye. one to have my Mehmet nine on the back, obviously. And then... <laughs> I'm going to uh, get Graham Fenton 23, like my, my last shirt that I got with a name and number on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last shot my name and number I got was Darren McGregor in 14 before he done his ACL in. So, uh, nice. Really, 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 really worthwhile <laughs> actually getting that done. My last shot name was Mehmet Nine on the pink away top. The pink one, uh... it's, uh, I don't regret it at all. And, uh, I, think the last th- I think the last time I seen you wear that was a way air. Yeah. You didn't uh, even have a jacket on. And yeah. That fuck knows how because it was minus 40. I was trying to build a <laughs> reputation that day for. Yeah, I'm sorry, he had uh, Jack Daniels and Bovril, so he was quite well. <laughs> nah, he's well insulated, I. I had Rossi's dressing gown in my back <laughs> pocket, so it was all right. It was covered. Uh, Chris Daly has asked us for a World Cup top five, which he wants from each other, but he's not getting it. So, top five players, shirts, goals, and moments so far. In terms of shirts, um, but- I think the Japan shirt is stunning. Uh- that's a Julius uh, Caesar, right? Ah, yeah, it's a belter. I like that. I'm going to go controversial. I really like the England away. I like England home. Nice. I'm not going to buy the it. Collars, the collar's a bit weird. I think so. Aye, I think the collar kind of freaks me out a wee bit. It looks a wee bit like a school PE polo shirt, kind of. <laughs> that sort of vibe. But I like the, I like the Germany home one, but... Mm-hmm. So I seen that was on sale today in JD because they're out for thirty quid. So it's a shirt of bums. It's a nice <laughs> shirt, but it's a sh- the official shirt I, of I, bums. I think Japan's the Japan's Japan, a winner. Aye. That's a piece. Saudi top Wait. as well actually is is really tidy, but I, I probably wouldn't wear a Saudi top. <laughs> the late shout for the Dutch. I quite like the Dutch one. Yeah, aye, it's got a nice yeah. wee a nice wee pattern on it this year. Play Mbappe. Aye. It's Mbappé or Messi, I think. Jack Bellingham. Bellingham, great shout. Jude Bellingham is scarily good. I'm raging that they have this like core of players that are all like between 18 and 23 that they're going to have for the next 10 years, like the next three or four major tournaments, and that's as fucked because they are going to win. I said the other day, it's inevitable that they will win something with this group of players in the next few years. I think if they beat France, they'll win this, and then they'll win the next Euros. I can't be asked to it. No, me either, but they're like fucking some set of players. I think really. the majority of the players now I quite like. Yeah. 
You know, not, it's not as bad as, you know, like the kind of Ashley Cole. No, you're right. John Terry, John Terry kind of era where you hated almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Most I'd... of the team this time, you know, it's not even like Jesse Lingard, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. There just aren't as many reasons not to like them. Declan just... Rice seems like a bit of a dry lunch. But that's Aye, big time. Grealish as well. I think if, uh, the, for the benefit of those that are just listening and can't see what Sam was doing, he was just signing the sex offenders register. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're a number nine in a centre half away from being the best team out there. Yeah, I really like Kane, but Kane does his best stuff. 30 I don't yards. really think he's a number nine anymore, Kane. No, that's the thing. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, he's holding midfield too much. He likes being behind Declan Rice and just in front of Harry Maguire far too much <laughs> to be anywhere near playing up front. And who but I, I think. I, I, another shout as well. Neymar's been good when he's nah. not been shagging his sister. No thanks. <laughs> nah, he dives too much. He dives too much for you. You like him? I, Michal- I, I don't like that. No. <laughs> Charlison, eh, very good. Yeah. Goals. I mean, Charlison's running away with his self actually. Mexico's free kick. To be fair. Oh, Aye. what a strike that was! That is a Aye. proper World Cup compilation goal. Aye. Aye, that's like uh, Hamas Rodriguez. See that volley? Yeah, yeah. Aye, you've seen that in every next World Cup. That will be an ITV's opening sequence. <laughs> oh, it needs to be that. And Mbappe's Aye. Mbappe's second goal the other Aye. night was, was a bit of a Rafael Rafael Leo's goal. Leo, what, Aye, last sixth, night the sixth goal. Aye. Mm-hmm. Right, bro. Absolute peach. Even the boys' just... first goal. That was good. Aye. Yeah. The, yeah. I the definitive answer though was the first one. I think the. Richarlison one was a peach. That's going to win goal of the tournament, isn't it? It would take something a bit ridiculous to... Aye. Especially being the two centre-halves that played him in. Aye. Which is incredible, like on the edge of the box. Uh, moments, memes, tweets and par. I think I ain't really funny that's happened. My favourite tweet it? so far is after Saudi beat Argentina and that guy that tweeted, what a job Eddie Howe's doing. <laughs> <laughs> the rest, uh, that was a page when I seen Saudi they beat Argentina didn't they oh, yeah. and a guy a guy tweeted this. that's the two most devastating Saudi attacks since 9-11 <laughs> <laughs> which isn't a subject to be laughed at but I thought that was incredible comedy yeah. oh, that's a few that's a few run it's 9-11's got in this podcast the last few weeks <laughs> Ah, I can't. There's, there's been a lot of just Ali McCoyst in general, and then yeah, being able to laugh yeah. at John Hartson a game later. This, this, actually, I think that's really pissed me off as John Hartson because he is the <laughs> worst guy ever yeah. to ever do commentary. I'll see your John Hartson, Reggie, Danny Murphy. Danny, oh, Danny Murphy's Danny. bad. Danny he's, Murphy's he's, the new uh, Mark Lawrenson. Is Aye. he trying to be Mark Lawrenson? Robinson, like trying to just sound like him and hit out with the same shitty points as well Don't because know. they're identical. Danny, Danny Murphy's aye. Danny Jimmy Murphy's Genius. got a trait that no. see when there's a, a foul or a yellow card and before the replay is shown, Danny Murphy will go, That's never a yellow card. That is never a foul. He didn't touch him. And then replay will get shown and go, I maybe I think that might be a, a yellow just, card. Yeah, just wait. Just a fucking tip. The next part, disappointments. There's only one, and he said he set up for it before the tournament even started. Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo. He has disappointed everybody. Aye. Coming soon to the Saudi Premier League. 
Nah, he, Aye, he's disappointed fucking everybody. He disappointed himself by that interview and he's just disgraced himself even more for being utter shite in every game he's played. I'll tell you the most disappointing thing in the whole World Cup. ITV have now sent home all but their top commentary pairing and that top commentary pairing isn't Clive Tildesley and Alan McCoyst. Aye, what? it's Sam Matterface and fucking Lee Dixon. What? Yeah, that's a disgrace. So super super Ali not doing it. Nice no, I think he's, that's, I think that's he's still disgrace. there. They'll give him Morocco. Uh, they're playing probably, but just Laura would be still there, so that's kind of makes up for yeah. it. As long as any of the still on the on the pitch. Goal every game. Goal every yeah. game. Uh. <laughs> I love to. Uh, I love. I love it's classic. Like I'm not even bothered. Tweet earlier on saying I've got a law degree. Uh, a PhD and 102 caps, but yeah, I mean, I said something slightly wrong. Convenient how See you the, forget about all the good analysis that I made before. That. Not like, ma- you've not got a maths degree because you can't fucking count. <laughs> <laughs> See that? See the goal again? Does that know that? I think you had an argument with somebody on Twitter about that before, Mark. Did you know about someone? I can't remember who it was, but said that. Uh, no, it was someone who said about 50... a season striker or something. Like... He says, I think a 20-goal-a-season striker is unrealistic. Maybe one in two. That's, that's, that's 19 goals, yeah. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one goal of difference. Absolute pecker. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the one uh, talking about the World Cup kind of memes? There's a guy tweeted, I can't remember the wording of it, but it was the Ronaldo goal that he never got a touch on. No, I'm saying oh. that's not the first time there's been a debate whether Ronaldo touched it or no. <laughs> oh, I did see Ian Wright, Ian Wright on Punditry saying, when was the last time someone said no to this guy? And I was like, well... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why there's no American team. That's why he's not for signing it. for Chicago Fire. <laughs> you know, uh, Shakiri plays for Chicago Fire. Does he? I don't know that. Yeah, I, I just assumed he was at Besiktas or something. Still at Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> we both we Bojan at Stoke. Uh, him and Bojan and Ibrahim Affili are still just yeah. all kicking about. Char- Charlie Adams still on the bench. Danny Higginbottom. Phil <laughs> Bardsley. Um trying to we'll try and race through a few more of these to get them covered. There's there's some stuff that, that's been asked here that we've uh, we've been we've covered before about Oren Kearney. Um yeah, and a couple other yeah, <laughs> a couple other things. The club achieved top four. That this is from Andy Ballon-Dorman, which is Craig. The the club will achieve top four this year, but you have to go to every single game from now until the end of the season. We're in the full super fan gear. Would you do it? Yes. One word answer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Done. Uh, ideas for next season's away kit. We've not met with the club yet to decide what the, yeah. the away kit will be. We'll so. come back to it at a later date. Uh, taking, you know, just no idea why I would think of this particular supplier to, to think of it. But if you look at Motherwell's wake it this year, an absolute beauty, the white with the claret and amber stripes. I would love us to do something fully white or fully black or something, and have you know just a red and a white stripe or you know mm. something kind of colours off the badge, just something simple like that, or balls out mental like this year's was, with a big Aye. printed design on it. It's one of the two. I've got no time whatsoever for, you know, Hugh Hefner's pyjamas again or any of that nonsense. No, nothing but yellow in it. I like a yellow wake-up. Do you? Yellow and black Zara one was nice. No. I think we should have leaned into the Dortmund thing a long time ago. The, uh, the, uh, 
Alan Russell one. The, Aye, that was nice. Uh, I liked that, that was okay, actually. I'll give you that. But I mean, I, like, Sean I Kelly, liked, yellow. No. Oh, yeah, Sean, like, Sean Kelly, yellow. Like, I, like, I liked that. I wake it. I know, I know, I'm in a minority here, it's, but I like oh, that. The, the strange thing with that is, see the home kit underneath the yellow? It's yeah. nice actually nicer than the actual home kit we had. <laughs> uh, the, the back and, as, and as soon as Greg Wilde modelled that, it was never going to end well. That kit had yellow socks, that home kit, like, had predominantly funny. yellow socks. Bob was to do something properly, just wild as well. One we year, did. just, I don't know, just purple. Just Aye, something purple. silly. Oh, it's in the world. Well, there's a debate whether it's blue or purple, but it's in the badge somewhere, isn't it? You should do yeah. something a bit nuts. Half blue, well, half purple. In the style of that Scotland away top from the Euros in the early 90s. Was it 88 or 92? Uh, 92, the, I think. That everyone was wearing last year at the Euros. Aye. The Aye. kind of retro top, something like that. Mm. I'm, a, I'm all in for something like that. Uh, Quickfire. Would you rather fight 10 Stephen Robinson-sized elephants or one elephant-sized Stephen Robinson? One. I really want to fight Stephen Robinson. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think he can fight, man. Oh, big he's, got, he's got big putter energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd he's go a man for the, that knows how it feels to wrap a golf club around someone. I would go yeah. for the 10 Stephen Robinson-sized elephants. Nah, that's fucking pard, actually. Nah, you're fucked either way. Yeah, <laughs> Callum Armstrong on Twitter that asked that one and whatever we pick I think we're dying at the end of it yeah uh, I know we've spoken about this before but it's not, not as a direct question Thomas Keaton on Facebook answered asked sorry do younger Saints fans still hate Morton as much as the older ones I don't think we no. do they're a bit of an irrelevance I don't really I don't have a I'm indifferent towards them I like I'm to a... hate them I like to play up to hate them aye aye and it's a good laugh. Like, I know a Morton fan. He's in a, a group chat that I used to work with. And you know, it's good fun to make fun of him for... I, like, I, I work with and stuff. But... In, my, in my new team, I, I work with a Morton fan. And he's, like, telling me how good, like, their players are. And he's got Robbie Muirhead and fucking Jack Baird. <laughs> and I'm sitting going, oh, we were shite because we didn't have Scotland International Declan Gallagher playing. And, oh, we'd be fucked if Bacchus got further in the World Cup because we might not have him back <laughs> for the first game when we get back, like... I was moaning about how we've not got another player in the World Cup squad yeah. and he's moaning that they can't afford a striker. Right. Dougie Emery t-shirt sums oh, up shocking, for me. It's the cheapest. Aye, get it up them. Because like, the I, I don't think they've got any t-shirts of them winning trophies, do they? No. No, no, no I don't. Just the second division. But no, I grew up younger. You grew up playing them in the nineties and early two thousands. You played them all the time, didn't you? Uh, played them all the time. I mean, they, they battered us five one or five nil at Love Street. Um, they tore us apart. And you, growing up, you hated them with every bit of you. You know, you just you loved going into Capo because it it was just a godly. You had to run, but see now it's just don't play them often enough. We're never really in the same league, obviously. Don't get each other in the cups. I'm, I'm quite indifferent to them, to be honest. And uh, big deal for, for the Lonsdale. It's good, to, it's good talking to Dale about the Morton. And I actually genuinely hope by some means that they get up and we get to play them again in the Premier League. I don't yeah. want to say I'm cheering them on to win the Championship, but I wouldn't be devastated if Morton lifted the trophy at the end of the season. Yeah. That's how indifferent I am to our apparent in a, rival. In a season where it doesn't look like we'll be involved in a relegation battle, mm. I agree with you. 
if we were flirting at the bottom and they were looking like they were coming up, I think I would start my blood would rise a wee bit. Oh, for sure. And Aye, it, would, it, it would return a wee bit. That would get it going again. You know, we're close uh, again, yeah. you know. But they'll never play top flight football, so No, they're bums. No. Um, well the rumour is that if they get up they would need to share with us. That's another podcast for another day. Jesus Christ. Right. Um two follow up questions to, to Thomas's initial question. If uh, if they're not our big rival now, who who is our Derby side? See with Morton and Ayr uh, until this season, being mm. in kind of similar spots, I think it's probably Kelly. Uh, I would say Kelly. Because no. Kelly don't have anyone else. There's no one further south than us, is there? No. And it's a, no. It's a traditional nerdy game as well, isn't it? So that used uh, to yeah. be a kind of rivalry. Motherwell's game. got a wee bit of needle between them. Yeah, mm. uh, as well. Thistle, Thistle was uh, always a great. Uh, Thistle on a brilliant. Friday night is a great away day. I always enjoyed uh, that. But you, you can't great. hate Thistle. It's, it feels no. like bullying. I mean, it's on a Friday night because both clubs are pretty all right with each other. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bearing and, and mingling in the pubs, I think we genuinely have the same yeah. feelings towards the big two in Glasgow and we're always under their shadow. I, think. I don't see Thistle as a rival. I think it's pretty equal. Yeah, in terms of a bit of venom, it's probably hearts. Hearts, I'd say. Aye. I like That's Kelly a lot. I like going down to Kelly. There's been some good, good trips in there. Um, we'll be going down there on the second of January yeah. for some more misery hunters commentary. I think. Yep, I'll be getting fucking rubbered that day. I think. <laughs> on commentary? No, no, no. I'm not coming ah, right. to that day. No, I think it's me and Andrew. Me, me, no, it's me and Craig. Me and Craig for that, and then we can all go back to back to mine and Irvin and oh, get what a shout. and have a wee, yeah, wee couple of days in the garden. That would be nice. Excellent. We can go for a wee loony duck somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like the Renfrewshire Cup to be brought back? That's a definite yes for me. I miss oh, it. I would, but I would caveat that with making it for the 21s and on the same day of the final however it works out I would have the, the ladies teams playing each other yeah bring, I'd, I'd bring it in for them and um, obviously the, the ground is not going to be too happy with two games when he's pitching the one day but I think it'd be a bit in an event if we could have that end of season or start of the new, next season and have the two games for uh, over the course of one day and, and get folk yeah. in the ground and I think that's a decent idea because the first team we've watched too many shite ones but the first team players are not interested so Get the academy boys and the, the ladies team to play the two games. That's my suggestion. Yeah, I'd be all up for that. I think um, even if you couldn't get, you know, a, a kind of men's team or academy thing, just having a standing agreement to do it at the ground to have the ladies teams play and do it. Yeah. I think people would get a buzz out of that. You would get more folk in the door than you got even for that one the other week. And Aye, it would for be sure. good to make a bit of fuss about it. Um, Aye. I think it would work out well. I think that's a good shout and the, the market's at the start of the new season for both so you yeah. know people be itching to watch any form of football and if it's someone against Morton at someone Park or Capo or whatever I think you would get a decent crowd for that 100% uh, Jim Crawford on Facebook I mean I think I know the answer to this but I've, I've never played football beyond under 11 so I don't know if um, I'm the one to answer it maybe someone can answer this why does the player who's taking a corner or free kick raise their hand before crossing the ball it's not just to tell if it's going deep. It's yeah. to signal front post or back post. Or... Hey, they'll work on it during the week. They'll, mm. uh, every team will have, like, if two hands will be back post, one hand yeah. will be front post. Like, Edge aye, of the does... box run. You know, <clears throat> aye. 
feels like a good point to bring up how much I hate people that say they can't even clear the first man as if they think the person taking the corner isn't even good enough to get a ball over the head of someone and not that they're trying to land it in a very specific place (laughs) just on the other side of the first man. Is that maybe my my least favourite shout? That is bad. As if these paid professionals who play football six times a week for a living can't hit the ball over a guy's head 20 yards away from them. Come off it, sir. Like, let's not be stupid here. Absolutely brutal. Um, I think we'll finish with this one from Artist Chris on the Discord. And I'm sure we've spoken about it before, but I'm always happy to talk about it. What Scottish club do you have an irrational hatred for? Not the old firm or a club that's directly impacted the fortunes of the club, just a purely irrational hatred. So, Sam, if you want to start us by talking about Dumbarton, then we can move on after that. <laughs> I, I, I fucking hate Dumbarton. <laughs> I, I just despise them for all of that. From, from that like time when we went down under, I mean, obviously Tommy Craig took us down, that whole bit was just a fucking disaster. And it just made it worse that, part-time fucking mechanics and plumbers and van drivers would turn up to play up. And uh, and Stuart Carswell and fucking Gary Fleming and bums like that who've, it was the highlight of their career playing St. Mum and they would beat us every time we were question. (laughs) We'd be fucking playing them with like team, I I think St. Mum's like budget that year would have been like fucking four times, four or five times the Martin, it would be the equivalent of us playing fucking Rangers and Celtic and every time we would struggle, we wouldn't beat them and the joy, the relief that came off of my shoulders when we won the championship and they get relegated and we beat them (laughs) 5-0 I I honestly think that might actually be one of my favourite St. Mum games of all time, that night we bet them 5-0 and I Dead rubber, essentially, because we knew we were going to win the league at that point. We just rolled through Kyle Hutton and Stuart Carswell, but they weren't there. And it meant the world to me that we did that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, not quite as venomous as, as Sam. I've, I've got two, if you don't mind. One's quite a quick fire based on one player, but my main one's Hamilton. I fucking hate Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. I hate the town. I hate the club. I hate the ground. I hate everything I hate to do with Hamilton. I hate Jim Hamilton. I hate everything to do with Hamilton. And it's so good to see them rooted at the bottom of the championship. I think they'll go down again and again and disappear. Hopefully disappear for good. And my second one is St. Johnson, purely based on Keegan Parker. I hate him almost as much as I hate Hamilton. He's a fucking <laughs> little cheating bastard dickhead. <coughs> I, I would have said Levy for this one once upon a time, but they've really grown on me. I, I think they've grown like, on me because everybody else hates them yeah, for some reason. I quite like them now. Just kind of, I just respect the hustle of them being Shite. such a non-entity. <laughs> you, you can you, you can buy a chicken Alfredo within their stadium, but you can't buy a pint. I just it's. Uh, you can also you can also you can also buy three for a hundred in the stadium. As well. <laughs> I, I, think that, I think that's what makes them more likable for the fact they've got a convict fucking drug dealer manager as well, <laughs> who runs, respect, who runs a mock every week. I just I respect that uh, you know two hundred good fans go down the M8 every weekend. Aye, fair play to them to follow them away. I just well, I respect them. Man. Also, quick, uh, just while we're, you mentioned about Martindale, whoever it was that coined the, the phrase Jurgen Prop. 
<laughs> that's, <laughs> <a lot of laughs> respect. that's exceptional, man. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a big Libby guy these days. Uh, in terms of irrational hatred, I hate Ross County. Even before they hired that chubby racist, I hated. I they are annoying. I hated uh, Ross County. Just Uncle Roy's yeah. shite bag. Sure, why not? Let's sign fucking Richie Hart in January. That just bollocks. I just hate it. I, I hate them. They're such a non-entity. I just, I've, I've never even gone up to Dingwall for a game, and I know I'll enjoy it. And maybe oh, I'll change my, oh, maybe I'll change my opinion. But I just, they just annoy me. I hate that they're in the top flight. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I, I do not like them. To be fair. East Fife as well, that's the coldest stadium I've ever been oh, and they deserve hatred on, on that basis. I agree with you there, Mark. That's the coldest I've ever been. Used to, in the early 2000s, when we were trying to win leagues, Falkirk and Dunfermline were my two teams. I just couldn't stand purely because we couldn't yeah. get near them. And yeah. we did, you know, it was really kind of uh, neck neck going for the, for the leagues until we eventually won it. But I've got a. A long-running joke with my mate uh, Reese, who every year since we got relegated into like the the championships, would say that Dunfermline would win the championship because that <laughs> like, run they would go on every year in the league cup sections, where they would win every game five nil, beaten uh, they'd beat the by standard they'd beat whatever Premiership, but whatever Premiership team was in the fucking section, be that like Hearts the year they finished third under Robbie Nielsen, like us when we were in the Premiership under Goodwin, like. Where they would win every, and then they would win the first four or five games of the season, and then sack their manager for whatever reason, and then finish eighth. Like I, I was beginning <laughs> to get a wee bit fed up. I didn't firmly did well, but they're a big team. They're they're a yeah. big team with good crowds and that. They shouldn't be where they are, but it's funny to see them where they are. So yeah, if you employ guys like Peter Grant and hope for the best, then I think you probably deserve some of your pain. And Falkirk as well, they deserve a lot of pain. Aye. So. Yeah. Employing Paul Hartley. Beyond um, beyond that, I think Aki's are the kind of obvious. Right, fucking hate Aki's. They, 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 right. they are nothing, and they they get flushed. They're about to get flushed again. They're going to get weakened. They, they contributed mm-hmm. fuck all. They just stank the league out every year. Even that year they got relegated, they still managed to ruin the league for some teams. They <laughs> fucking ruined it for us. <laughs> they ruined a full thirty-three games, hard work. In the space of one minute, a goal that meant nothing to them in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Everything for us, like they've never played at Hamden in a semi-final or a or a final either. That's brilliant. Like, I long may it continue. <laughs> Fuck them. It's good to see them suffer. Yes, excellent. Welcome, welcome to the club, lads. <laughs> I actually forgot how much I hated them. <laughs> so I think yeah, Aki's get that one comfortably. I think that's us. We've saved a few. Um, we're going to do a, a quick uh, a quick record for the Patreon as well and, and rattle through the last of, of that list. But I think uh, as mailbags go, that was that was very full and it was full of quality as well. Some great questions, man, as usual. So, there's only three or three. four that we've cut for being shite. So. It happens when you have the three main men on doing the podcast. Yeah, the big Pure gold for an hour. At least we'll actually have a preview of a game to talk about next week. Are we uh, back next week? Aye. Aye. Yeah, get a game a week and weekend Saturday, don't we? This is a train strike that day. Brilliant. Great. Magic. Can't wait for that. Is it Livy? First bag or is it Motherwell? Motherwell. 
Well, they were first back in and Livy's the 28th. It was really, really ruined my plans for that day, actually, uh, with the train strike. But Well, as a, as official club commentator for the day, Sam, I will be driving through, so... I actually no. specifically didn't want to do that game so I could get pushed at it. And <laughs> now it's backfired and now I would happily commentate at it. So, But there, there could be a lift in the direction of Glasgow. That would help. I, I know they're back, but we'll see. We, see, we can probably organise that off the podcast. <laughs> Instead of chatting it through. <laughs> we can see how that goes. You uh, should, uh, could cut that bit out, I would say. No, I, I think the people like to... Uh, see how I've actually um, got a bit for you to cut out, please, at the very beginning. Just <laughs> for the slander stroke libel. <laughs> so now, I'm going to leave you asking for that to be cut out in, but I will cut out the bit that you're talking about because it'll keep the people guessing. And it will the imagination. Listen, I'll get Stephen and Chris receive and just post it on Facebook anyway. I do it every year. <laughs> Either add Ross on Facebook so you can see it or join the Patreon and then I'll. All bets are off on the page. Yeah, absolutely. We talk about whatever we want, but uh, I'm uh, I'm happy to leave it there, and I'll uh, I'll kick us off with a quick fuck Cristiano Ronaldo. Fuck uh, Keegan Parker. Yeah, fuck that guy that's about to get cut out at the start of the recording. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.